If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike Schmecklemore Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Schmecklemore? Schmecklemore. Schmecklemore. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. This, of course, is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out everywhere. All social media platforms all podcasting platforms, including whatever you are listening to or watching this on right this very moment. And whatever you are listening to or watching this on this very moment, uh, be sure to uh, share it. Be sure to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, whatever the thing is that you do on the thing you are using. And of course, if the thing you are watching this on is YouTube, don't just subscribe, hit the bell. We want your phone to explode with notifications every single time we go live. And again, be sure to share, 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 like, 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 comment, 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 like other people's comments, like other people's comments, like other people's comments. Matt? First and foremost, allow me to thank Justin for the kava I'm drinking today. Then allow me to thank Le Bleu for this delicious water that we are, that I'm drinking. Bulavanaka. Now, you guys are going to be... We're about to blow your minds because I know most of you are like, oh, good. This is when the 15 minutes of advertising starts. No, we're going to do something completely different. We are going to organically, organically work our advertisers in as a segue on what promises to be a seamless topic of Oh, abortion. (laughs) So, get ready for that. (laughs) But you know what you won't want to end early? Your day after having mud water. (laughs) Wow. Yep. In fact, let's get right to it. Speaking of uh, mud water... Mud water. Coffee alternative. If you woke up today and said, Matt, Spike, I don't need as much coffee as I thought I would need to be able to listen to 15 minutes of advertising at the beginning of your show, but I am, I still need something, but I don't want to do coffee anymore. I want something that is 
organic. And a good segue. But more importantly, I wanted to have masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. But folks, I have some great news for you. And that news is that we have that. It's called mud water. Coffee alternative. You're looking at it right here. If you're not, if you're watching it, you're looking at it. If you're not watching, you are listening to the sound of my voice as I explain to you that Mud Water, the most appropriately named sponsor of Muddy Waters Media and the host of the Mud or the sponsor of the Mud Water Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment that we're about to do right now, is that coffee alternative. It has one seventh of the cup of caffeine, just enough caffeine to get you all excited like this, but not so much caffeine that you end up, oh, I don't want to say that, like this. Organic segues. Organic segues. So if you want to get your first starter pack of mud water, which is just tastes exactly like you think those ingredients taste, uh, go to muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud and you can get your starter pack today. And speaking of starting off, let's start off by listening to an interesting question that was posed by none other than the duly elected president of the United States of America, Joseph Robin Biden. Robinette. Robinette. Robinette Sorry, I didn't want to. I was trying to man it up a little. There we go. Parenthetically, if you think about it, what was the reason why we led the world beginning around 1905, 6, and 7, and 8? It's a good question. Really, he asks he asks the deep questions in life. Let's let's so folks, uh, we want to get your thoughts on this. We'll we'll let him ask again, and then you can you can weigh in on what your thoughts are on this question. Parenthetically, if you think about it, what was the reason why we led the world beginning around nineteen five, six, and seven, and eight? You tell us in the comments, why, parenthetically, do you think that America began to lead the world in 1905, 6, 7, and 8? And 8. 1905, 6, 7, and, and 8. And 8. He asked, and what I appreciate about this president, much more so than the last president, because the last yeah. president, he was very bombastic, uh, and, you know, so it's the greatest to this we're just going to be fantastic everything's going to be wonderful this one he asks important questions Mm -hmm. very deep questions that all of us right we we all need to come to these conclusions on our own like why america was so great in 1957 yep yep yeah no it's 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 really a breath of fresh air to get a president who's asking the questions that matter so here here's here's some of the answers we're getting uh uh semi chef jeff says or geoff says uh uh america didn't exist in 1905 which is a good point um uh claire underwood says that your fake trump just gets better and better it does You, you are getting uh you definitely uh are getting better um thank you and uh, I, this might be, I mean, we're going to keep fielding the answers, but I think right now this might be the best one. Tim Weissong says, because 19, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 
So. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, we know we're a little late on Tom, this one because we didn't have a... Tom, <laughs> Tom have... Arnold says it was the progressive age under Teddy Roosevelt. Biden remembers it well. And that's... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, you're fine. We know we're a little late on this one, but uh, it's because we didn't have a show the last two weeks. Um, yes. But much like the president mm -hmm. saying, asking the important questions. Yes. The vice president, the vice president who received more votes than any vice president in history. Or, or me. Student, well, I didn't feel like yeah, that I mean, was necessary to say out them. loud. Like if you wanted to make it about you. Uh, <laughs> So she stood in front of the U.S. Space Force mm -hmm. to give a speech about space. And really what she says can only be summed up in this week's Deep Thoughts. Deep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. I think everyone here recognizes how extraordinary space is. Whether it is satellites that orbit the Earth, humans that land on the moon, or telescopes that peer into the furthest reaches of the universe. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations. And it forces us to ask big questions. Oh, no. And, of course, we know what the big question is. Hypothetically, if you think about it, what was the reason why we led the world beginning around 1905, 6, and 7, and 8? Old man yells hypothetic question <laughs> at Sky. <laughs> Parenthetical question, sorry. Parent, parent, parenthetically. Parent, parenthetically. Parenthetically. <laughs> Parenthetically, um, <laughs> that is who was in charge. My fellow me. Americans had <laughs> parentheticals on it. I think Joe Biden's just being anti-Semitic with his parenthetical. Wow, it's—he's <laughs> he's asking parenthetically. You know yes. who would know that answer? The Jews, because they ran it in nineteen one, two, three, and four <laughs> until the U.S. took it over. Oh man! Until nineteen five, six, seven, and eight. Matt, Matt Hicks oh. says, oh, 19.5 was a good year, but 36.9 was a damn good time. Or 3.69. Anyway. Nice. Nice. Eskimo Libertarian says, oh. yes, I'm curious about 19.5, 6, and 7 while looking at the stars. I, I, that, <laughs> these are the people these that the... got 81 million votes. 80, yeah, more, more votes than... Anyone any else. presidential campaign in history if you ever feel like you can't do it those two got 81 million votes you can do it <laughs> you can do it you can do it you literally you literally can do anything if these two got 81 million votes yes so speaking of terrible things that are coming out of this administration the economy the yes. stock market has currently, 
super fan Sarah Andereg says, can we like just move and where? Where? <laughs> where? <laughs> um, the stocks have been in a absolute freefall recently uh, with companies like Netflix dropping 71% year to date. Uh, yeah, Snapchat's down 50%, Facebook's down 42%, Uber's down 47%, Amazon is down 36%, Disney's down 32 Tesla 34, Google 21, and just so everybody knows, and like we don't get fact checked on this, um, this was at close of bell yesterday. So things may have changed one way or the other <laughs> since then, but that was at close of bell yesterday. And then- And it's all because of you damn password sharers. <laughs> That's what's making Tesla drop. Millennials are ruining the stock market with password sharing. With password sharing. <laughs> password sharing. Everybody's sharing their Robinhood account passwords. Yes, so they can sell their stock. Yes. Um, the S&P 500 fell below 4,000 for the first time in a year yesterday. Um, and, And the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped uh, 653.67 points to 32,245.7, while the NASDAQ composite uh, lost 4.29% to 11.623. Everything is dropping. Now, a lot of people say that this is being driven by the fed policy and the increase in the rates uh but a lot of this is due to the economic policy that has been happening in this country long before biden yeah there's a gigantic bubble uh that this happens over and over again it happened uh in uh, a, a smaller bubble that happened uh in like 2010 2011 uh, the the more recent bubble that was big that really crushed the economy was 07, uh, 08, uh, which led to the TARP bailouts and the ongoing policy that the government's just going to essentially quasi-nationalize companies by just shoving money, printing out money and shoving money into them to keep them afloat because they're too big to fail, while letting them continue to be managed by the people who screwed them up and rewarding them for screwing up with money from people who are trying to get by and wondering why the cost of living is going out of control. And, uh, and, and what's ultimately happening here is this is even in the midst of all this sim- stimulus spending, the, the bottom is falling out from the market that's eventually going to bleed over into real estate. That's eventually going to bleed over into everything into the into you know uh, buying of everything and because the government is so focused on you know trying to stop deflation which i think is hilarious uh given the double digit inflation that we've been having uh effective double digit inflation we've been having uh this is really bad this is like recession what stagflation is when you have a stagnant economy and high inflation that we're, we're headed for recessflation where we're in a pretty bad recession but also have really bad inflation. But also have inflation. We did have a a, a lockdown caused uh, uh, recession in 2020. There was a fairly quick rebound on that, but because they kind of made everything shut down. But 
the price of everything went down because there was less consumption of things. This is where the economy is going to the bot the bottom is going to fall out from uh, because of all the malinvestment that's been happening from basically free money that's been handed out by the Federal Reserve to all the cronies. Uh, the bottom's finally going to fall out from that, and the price of things is going to keep going through the roof. And you already know that these same politicians are going to turn around and say, well, we can't let the economy falter. And so we need to run up however many trillions of dollars in debt and hand it off to the same cronies who screwed everything up. And surprisingly, they're not going to learn their lesson from that. But thankfully, that means maybe the price of gas might go down. Right, Matt? One would think that that would be a logical step. But uh, no, because gas is now just hit Monday uh, in all time high record uh at four dollars and 37 cents a gallon now with summer coming up and many people are planning on doing the traveling and the you know going to visit families and vacations and things yeah every summer you see this the the gas prices will kind of eke up a little bit uh but this summer they are going to continue to skyrocket and even joe biden has said that we have not seen the worst of it this is going to continue going on. It, the way that the economy and inflation has been working um, this round uh, is so bad that restaurants have been using stickers for prices on their menu. So that way they can yep, just keep updating keep them as quickly as possible, as opposed to printing out new menus. Um we are going to be moving into an era that I don't believe we have seen in roughly 90 years. It's bad. Uh, I also saw a recent stat uh, that said that, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, th- these numbers are, are pretty close, They're, they might not be exact, but during the worst part of the recession, the average American's wage uh, amounted to uh, 14% of, or no, 25% of the cost of a of a home, which was like terrible. You know, that it was because the, the wages had, had plummeted. Uh, now it's 14%. And I don't know if you saw there this. There needs to be some um, market correction there. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, there was an article in the... I'm just guessing it was either the Washington Post or the New York Times. I could be wrong, Uh, but it was written by a teacher uh, who was saying that right now, teachers are making roughly $2,000 to $4,000 less uh, than they were 10 years ago when you account for inflation. And this is terrible and this is horrible and Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that teachers are protected. And if they hadn't included this year, they were actually above the rate of inflation. But when you include this year in it, yeah. uh, they were well below it, making less than they were 10 years ago. And I thought to myself, everybody is there right now. And it's because Everyone. people like the teachers unions have supported the people who put these policies into place. Yep. Yep, exactly. And that's the, uh, that's the problem. And, and like you said, some restaurants are reaching a point where they're having to use stickers. But I'll tell you one restaurant that always keeps their prices as low as possible for good dish quality food. And that's Waffle House, which is the home of the Libertarian Party. Waffle House caucus, the fastest growing 
and second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party. Join the movement today by going to the exclusive, and by exclusive, I mean, just we'll let anyone in, exclusive Facebook group, uh, Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. Uh, And if you want to uh, get some sweet Waffle House Caucus swag, go on over to uh, muddywatersmedia.com and press the old store button, and uh, you can get a Waffle House Caucus shirt or button. Seamless and organic. We, we need to not call it the exclusive the exclusive group, but instead it should be the diversity, equity, access, and inclusion group. An inclusive on Facebook. group. Yes. Yeah, it's a very inclusive group. And we have much diversity, much equity, much access, and all of the inclusion at the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. Yes, this this is a caucus built on the foundational principle of whatever Matt just said. <laughs> it's been a while since you've worked in the corporate world, Spike. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a Well, and I didn't do that shit. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so I did, I, we didn't do... We just uh, did this weird thing where we have people come together and figure out how to work together to make money and grow their businesses. I know that sounds insane to do. So it used to be diversity and inclusion and the Mm. DI, like the diversity and inclusion. And that meant, you know, you had a diverse workplace that was inclusive of everybody. And recently they've expanded the DI to be the DEAI, the diversity, equity, access and inclusion. Um, And they're just going to keep expanding it until it's like the LGBTQAA. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, D-E-A-L-F-Y-Q-F-G-B plus plus, including the LGBTQA-DA-2A-Q-S-A-A plus plus. Like it, it's, 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 they're making things like code. That's why like for LGBT people, I, I've, I try to use gender and sexual minorities or GSM because that way, as it just yeah. continues to expand, that kind of covers everyone. But apparently some people don't like that because it implies that they're a minority. Which they are. So, speaking of which, I'll tell you who's not a minority. And that's people who, when they've been personally injured in the state of Florida, they want to fight back and get the money that's due them. Well, folks, great news again. Nothing but great news on this episode. Well, <laughs> nothing but great sponsored news on this episode, uh, including the fact that if you're personally injured in Florida, you need to contact <laughs> Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, who just happens to be the sponsor of the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor call in moment where you can call in and leave us your messages. But let's talk about Chris for a moment. If you have been injured in a way that's personal to you, a personal injury, if you will, in the state of Florida, there are many things you need, but one of them is money. And you know how you can get money? By hiring With a good an lawyer. attorney, but not just any attorney. Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. And we're not just saying that because he's the sponsor of the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. But that is part of why we're saying it. That's mainly why we're saying it. That's the, also, I, the he's bulk just a of really, why we're he's saying a, I can speak, I can attest to the fact that he is a really good attorney. Yes. 
We wouldn't be taking money from personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, sponsor of the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor call-in moment if he wasn't a good personal injury attorney, attorney at law. Okay, so let's be clear about that. So, uh, we got some calls here. I don't know if they're from this week or last week, but we're doing them anyway because we already got them here. Uh, First one is from mtal underscore six. Hello, Matt and Tasha Cohen's husband. Um, My name is Harrison. I am a broke college student from Prescott, Arizona. And this is my first time ever calling in on the Chris Reynolds attorney at law anchor call in moment. Um, Although I've been a long time listener of the show. Um, I'm calling in to you guys today because I am in search of advice. I'm a volunteer with the... Libertarian Party affiliate in Yavapai County, but there are only four of us, and we really don't know where to begin, and I want to know, what is your advice on how to build a liberty movement in your own community, starting from nothing? So, Harrison, right? It was Harrison? Harrison. 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 Uh, So, Harrison, first... Thank you for being a listener. Yeah, uh, we definitely appreciate it. You're one of the real ones, and thank you so much for uh, giving us a giving us a little ringy ding on the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor call in moment. I haven't said that in a while. Um, yeah. So, so there's four. From what I under, from what I gathered, there's four of you there in Arizona who want to start a liberty movement, um, and you're trying to figure out how. Um, so while I am not the person to ask on how to get affiliated, there are many people in the Libertarian Party who can help you. But what I can say, if you want to start a liberty movement and you're, you said you're a broke college student in, uh, in Arizona, I don't remember the name of the city, but, uh, you said you're a broke college student. So the way that I would start a liberty movement with your four friends, your cohorts, um, is I would go out and start doing Liberty stuff and make a deal about it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the laws in Arizona. I don't live there. Uh, But here in Florida, it's illegal to feed homeless people. So uh, I would go out and feed homeless people. I would set up a booth and feed homeless people. And only one of you go out because when that person inevitably gets arrested, uh, the next person comes out and starts doing it and you make a show of it. It's a peaceful protest that I am going to feed homeless people. Um, and you cannot stop me from doing that. Um, things like that. If you want to go like today, I did a uh, beach cleanup. I went out, cleaned up trash on the beach, just going out and volunteering your time in the community and showing people that yes, we as people can make a difference and then trying to get people in with you in these missions and then growing from there to say, to show that you and personal responsibility can continue to uh, make the world a better place without force from government. Yes, uh, that's a perfect example of things you can do. Um... I would look for, and, and, and Matt gave a great example with the homeless, uh, uh, which is in most, I would imagine, and I think it was Prescott, Arizona, he said. or Prescott, Yeah, I think that was what he said. Prescott in Lackawaka County, whatever he said. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, the, the county part, I can't help you there. But the uh, when it comes to, I, I would look for 
what are the hot button issues, maybe two or three hot button issues that everyone in your area is talking about that's kind of specific to your area and apply the liberty perspective to it and then go do it. And it might be something like feeding the homeless or working with local activists to help uh, to help feed people or help, uh, you know, provide uh, goods and services to people that donated goods that need them or something like that. If there were a disaster or something, uh, it might mean showing up to city or, or county councils, uh, and, you know, speaking about an issue and advocating for or against a, a certain policy. Uh, any of those things, I, we often get caught up in the idea that we we're libertarians. We have the best ideas and everyone needs to listen to us, but that's not how it works. People need to see what we're about, what we care about, they need to see that we care about them and they need to even know we exist in the first place, honestly. Uh, and that's what getting involved locally in your local area uh, on on specific issues that can connect with people can do. Now, I know what you're thinking, Spike. That's go ahead. I was I was going to say, uh, because I both of us kind of it's weird. Whenever somebody asks us, what can we do? We always kind of go with the feed the homeless thing because in a lot of places it's illegal. Uh, yeah. But something that I literally just came up with, uh, go to neighborhoods in your area that have um, elder, like have a lot of elderly people and go mow their lawns for free. You don't need oh, a wow. license to do it if you're doing it for free. Uh, so go mow their lawns for free and be like, hey, you know what? We are doing this out of the kindness of our hearts. We just want to make sure that you're okay. Go mow. We'll, we'll mow your lawns for you. Um, you know, if you're good at trimming bushes or doing whatever, and I mean trimming, actually trimming the bushes. That's not a euphemism, Harrison. I know how you college kids are, um, but go out and just mow the lawns for free. Take care of the yards and be like, you know what? No, no money necessary. We're just here to make this a little bit easier for you, so you don't have to worry about it. And just go on from idea. there. I literally just came up with that right Yeah, that's now. a really good idea. Uh, another one that uh, – that's an excellent idea, actually, like just community service <laughs> stuff. I, I think a lot of times if we just got involved in the community just to show we cared, even before we started with our, our brand of ideas and solutions for things, it goes a long way to show – uh, show people how we care. Another thing that's going on right now is in uh, in many towns in Alabama, they still have uh, the old sundown laws, uh, which came from the days when the slaves were freed, uh, and uh, the the former slave owners didn't want them in their in their town. So they had rules that said if you were white, you could be out all time of day, but if you weren't white, uh, you better be in your home uh, or out of the the public square by the time the sun goes down or else you're going to have problems. And it was a way of criminalizing people who weren't doing anything, anything wrong. Well, now uh, many towns still have that rule. It doesn't say white or, or black. It says if you own property in the town, then you can be out past sundown. But if you don't, meaning if you're like a renter, and in these areas it's typically that the, own, the people that own properties are white and the people that rent are black. So it effectively works out to the same thing. If you're a renter, uh, then you can't be out past sundown. So what we have some local libertarians that are going to be doing in those areas is showing up and uh, having big parties that we advertise that are going to be going on past sundown.
and basically daring local authorities to arrest a bunch of people for peacefully having a party where they're not breaking any other laws except this stupid, ridiculous rule. And if they arrest them for it, then we can go and say, why are you arresting peaceful people for being outside uh, and, and for having a good time and not hurting anyone? And if they don't arrest people because there's way too much attention on it, then we go to the city councils and say, hey, if you're not going to enforce this stupid rule and get rid of it, because it looked like you weren't going to enforce it against 200 people but you're probably still going to enforce it against like two or three people doing the right thing. Why don't you just get rid of it entirely? These are the kind of things that you can do when you find a hot button issue in a local area that really connects in your area, apply libertarian ideas, solutions, and, and mindset to it and bring people in doing it that way. Now I know what you're thinking. What if there were a way parenthetically, this is my question. This is my question. Joe Biden asked his question. Kamala Harris asked his question. Here's my question. What if parenthetically, and hypothetically, there was a way to have local activists across the country working together on single issue grassroots activism to help solve problems, bring people into the liberty movement and help candidates for office, large and small, be able to win uh, more races and be able to win liberty for liberty now. Well, all I can say is if you go to youarethepower.net, you might find something that sounds something like that. You are the power.net. And it's the words you and R. I'm not a 12 year old texting you. It's the words you and R. You, y O U A R E, the power.net. Thank you for that question. And you know who else has the power? The Gravy King. Okay, here's the next. <laughs> There's a few, a few tie ins there. Uh, here is a question from D Dockery. Three libertarians are running for city council in Jacksonville, Florida, and they will all be at the political hobnob at the fairgrounds mm -hmm. on Saturday, May 21st from 2 to 6 p.m. The three candidates are Eric Parker, Ron Tracy Robison, and Jerry Tubb Rorabaugh. There will also be a libertarian affiliate table at the event. If you find yourself in the area, please come show your support and vote in the straw poll. This will be mostly Republicans, so having a bunch of gold running around will probably ruffle some feathers. And that was at the what? We'll again? all be at the political hobnob at the fairgrounds on Saturday, May 21st from 2 to 6 p.m. Okay, the political hobnob, which is at the Jacksonville Fairgrounds or Duval County Fairgrounds, because I know they're in Jacksonville, which is in Duval County, which is basically just Jacksonville with a county line around it. Um, at the political hobnob on the 21st from at starting at 6 p.m. Thank you. And do you know who else might be there? Because they're in Florida too. Def oh God, that's not no, right. he's no, he's not. Defy the power and stitches and glitches. He's probably not going to be there. <laughs> Defy the power and stitches and glitches who make the finest tumblers that I've ever seen before. They keep your hots hot. They keep your colds cold. Uh, you go to defythepower.com or stitchesandglitches.com. You can get yours today. Uh, they are incredible. They're high value. They're high quality. And they also customize for free, which is insane. Thank you to semi-chef Jeff for proving he is real um, by giving us $10. Uh, oh, wow. He says Spike might still have the pirate coin I casted and gave him outside the Flint water plant. I definitely... Yes. Hold on, I yes. definitely check out the website. I do. Yes, I, I do. challenge the Gravy King. He challenges the Gravy King in he a... Challenges... In, 
I'm not sure what they're challenging each other to. If it's a drinking contest, semi-chef Jeff, you're not gonna win. You're going to uh, but if it's anything else, I mean, it's kind of a coin toss because I have no idea the skill levels here. Uh, if it's a debate, my money's on the gravy king just because I've had a debate with him once and I don't want to do it again. Uh, so what are we challenging the gravy king to? Yeah, it's probably the gravy. It's probably the gravy now that I think about it. Uh, and to which case, oh, is he? I've never had gravy eat. off with the cheese gravy challenge. Gravy? And I'll, okay, so semi chef Jeff is saying he a gravy challenge, and I'll debate after. So, Matt, wow. Matt Hicks, the gravy king, it's up to you on whether or not you want to accept the challenge of the gravy off. And then you guys can figure out something to debate later. Um, <laughs> I have that coin. I know I have that coin because I am certain you do. I... Matt Hicks has accepted the challenge. Oh, wow. So you two are going to have to figure out how to connect with each other. Um, I go off camera somewhere, like somehow. Yeah, they're accepting challenges. Yeah, there's going to be a gravy challenge between Matt Hicks and semi-chef Jeff. I have that coin, semi-chef Jeff. I don't. Somebody said check. Serotonin said check your piggy bank. Um... Oh, that's racist. <laughs> Not from her. Well, it's 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 the reverse race or what? What is <laughs> Uncle Tom or whatever? I don't know. Um, anyway, yes, I have it. It is here. I even saw it recently, but I just moved a bunch of my stuff that people have given to me around, so it's somewhere in here. But J yes, Jason Lyon has. Why? J J you're showing on my end. Um, oh, it's Jason Lyon has. There we go. All right. Jason Lyon uh, has challenged us to a beard off, um, and I concede. Yeah, it, that's not fair. Matt isn't has what evolved past needing beards. Right, I, I am well past. He's prepared for moon living. Okay, so we we don't. Right. He was built for the moon. Okay, so I, write that down. I was. Uh, I on the other hand, I was built so that way. In the future, when we all have to wear gas masks, I don't have to worry about shaving ever. Well, I'm not going to wear one because I'm not a sheep. So anyway, <laughs> um, but the reason I'm not going to beard off with you is because long before I reached that level of offing you with my beard, which I it's sad because I literally like my, my hair grows like a chia pet. But with hair from a Jew. So you kind of get but, the Kyle Broflovsky, but down here. Yeah, just like that. But the problem is, long before I got anywhere near your beard size, Jason, I would then also become a divorced man. So it's not worth it. No. It's not worth it. Not worth it. You get to you get to have that title. Um, so we got, oh, speaking of stitches and glitches and defy the power, I got two back to back that I'm going <laughs> to play right now. 
from John Morrissey. Hey, Spike. Oh, also, uh, uh, we aren't supposed to acknowledge that Matt Hicks is the gravy king. Anyway. Hey, Matt. Quick question for Spike. Uh, Gastonia, is there any thoughts of filing a lawsuit to eventually force the uh, video out from the police department? Anyways, I'll uh, hang up and listen for your answer. Uh, that's an easy one to answer before I play the other one. Um, that has already gone through court. The judge in North Carolina, a judge has to be a superior court judge has to be the one to, to sign off on releasing it. The judge opted to block it. The, the, that judge can reconsider their decision and they would, he would reconsider his decision if you had the city council and the DA saying, actually, you know what, go ahead and release it. So we're just putting more and more public pressure on him. And uh, speaking of which uh, today, uh, we didn't get the DA uh, to release the call for the release of the footage. We did get them to delete his entire social media presence. So baby steps. You got the DA to delete his social media. One presence? comment. Several thousand reactions, several hundred replies. You ratioed him? Uh, like hard. And then he, 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 first he deleted my comment and blocked me then he realized what he just did because a bunch of people put in the comments you can't do that that violates the first amendment so then he just deleted his whole presence on the internet baby steps you can do but that you can do that you can just go away that is legal yeah you can legally legal. just go away is what you can do shut up and go away so here's the next one from john morrison so staying on the Estonia topic, would it benefit? I'm supposed to be Max Headroom. To... What was that? Hold on, I'm gonna play that again. That was cool. So staying on the Estonia topic, would it benefit you to start showing up at these Todd Page um, events and his Trust campaign, me. kind of yeah. almost like Clubber Lane and Rocky Three? to kind of send a message to voters <laughs> to send a message that uh we're not turning our uh heads at your recent actions anyways mm -hmm. be interested in seeing your response so i uh was that was that comment from your mixtape what the da -da 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 -da? <laughs> yes that's from the the max headroom section of my of my uh of my uh my mixtape so mixtape. uh without going into too much detail on what we're going to be doing in the near future uh we are definitely going to be expanding our uh our outreach in gastonia and uh it's about to get really really exciting and yes it will involve police auditors pretty exciting anyway uh so we have one last one from Matt Hicks, who I, I is not the gravy king. Let's just make that clear. I did not listen to this one. We did uh -oh. not listen to this comment from Matt Hicks. Decidedly not. Well, we have no reason to know. We, have, we don't know who the gravy king is. But I can damn well guarantee it's not Matt Hicks. There we go. We're all going to find out how this goes. 
Well, hello there, guy on left and Spike. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment TM. Uh, this evening, I'd like to talk to you gentlemen about cheese. That's right, cheese, <laughs> cured dairy products. So as many of your listeners are probably aware, I spent my weekend making a giant wheel of cheese for Matt Wright, cheddar to be specific. And tonight, I'm waxing Matt Wright's cheese. Hashtag Lizard Legend. Good wholesome content. I'm angry. Because you can't eat cheese? Yes. <laughs> just, just that's... I'm angry. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. And a, a little angry. I am... I like... I'm happy for you unironically happy that you and sarah and the kids probably the dogs too because why the hell not will get to enjoy some cheese i've seen your dogs jump on the table the dogs will get some of the cheese the uh uh it's fair i mean i didn't say you want them to probably get the 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 dogs will probably get more than the children (laughs) yes that's what i mean they'll get some against everyone's will I'm not mad about that. I'm happy for you that you're going to get this delicious cheese from the Cheese King, not the Gravy King. Totally different graphic. Well, it's it's Gravy King cheese. Well, again, we don't acknowledge. So that's not what upsets me. What upsets me is that I know that if I could have cheese, Matt would also make me a giant block of it. And well... To be fair, I worked for this cheese. How? I made a video at the request of the Gravy King. uh, And he he was at, I'm going to try to remember all this. He was in Columbia as the capital of South Carolina. Yes. Okay. He was in Columbia for a... um, for a meeting about uh, whether or not to end the death penalty in South Carolina. And then Ah, he did a press conference afterwards. Um, I don't remember the name of the group he was with uh, off the top of my head, but Mm -hmm. he answered a number of questions and I ended up making a video for them. Um, And so Uh as a thank you for making the video, he said he was going to make me the cheese. And yet... He hasn't made anything. He hasn't made, and I know he could make some kind of cashew cheese substitute invitation for me, despite the fact that I used this him. This is for only like the third thing of like cheese he's months. made. And plus, like, he has heard the stories about what happened when you came over here for New Year's and gave me COVID. And how we tried to make you latkes with no dairy or gluten. and But it had we, egg in it. But it had egg in it. And then we made you salmon because we wanted, because we didn't know that soy had gluten in it. <laughs> that soy sauce that had gluten sauce, in it. teriyaki sauce, yeah. yeah. So yeah, then, teriyaki, whatever. So then to pay you back, I gave your family You COVID. gave me, Pro- yeah, probably, you gave everybody COVID. Probably, probably. 
<laughs> like we don't I mean, know that, but it's like the likelihood was high. That's fair. Could you have oat milk? Yes. Well, I, I think some brands I can't have, but yeah, I can. I can have oat milk. I can have oat milk. Okay, because he said Matt, Matt Hicks, the the Gravy King cheese baker, the the Gravy King from Ager, uh said that he is going to try to make oat milk cheese. But you have to do something of note for the South Carolina Libertarian Party. Okay. <laughs> that's not, I was going to do that anyway, so that's not a problem. You're going to have to step up, Spike, and oh, do something harder? of I'm note. Do something even yeah. better, even notier. You've already set. You've already set like a bar that they're expecting, and you don't get. Why not for just it? do it like a so back you... pay for the other stuff, and then I'll do more stuff for more fake cheese. That's not that's not the way that this works. That's not the well, way payment works. Like well, I don't like it. I don't like this kind of activism where I have to do stuff. <laughs> I like the kind where I go. So, you know, I was in Gastonia uh, uh, last week, as you know, and I did the. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> so uh, and we, I, I did the city council thing. And then as I was leaving. Uh, a man by the name of Chris Sally, who's with the Libertarian Party of North Carolina, not trying to start a, a, a you know, a rivalry or anything, but he gave me a giant plate. Don't they have of less Waffle Houses? Fred, uh, per capita, yes. Is it per capita? Yeah. They it have more Waffle Houses. I got to look that up. Anyway, he. I think so they have Sally. Less gave me these three huge pieces of, of fresh, still warm, grilled salmon with this delicious, and he didn't say, oh, you gotta jump for it, Jew. He just gave it to me <laughs> out of appreciation for everything. I did jump, but he didn't tell me to. Parenthetically. <laughs> yes, triple parenthetically. <laughs> Waffle houses by state. There we go. So there are. Okay, so it's... North Carolina has 182 Waffle Houses, which is a location for every 56, 57,000 people. Now, South Carolina. I don't need to download the data set to show. Uh, you don't want to download the Waffle House data set? I just literally want to see the... Yeah, I don't need an Excel file. I just need to know... It won't say how many are... Hold on. Uh, how many Waffle Houses in South Carolina? Uh... Okay, South Carolina has 169 locations, nice, which is the fourth highest, but our population, see, population is less than half that of North Carolina. So, yes, we have, like, for every 100,000 people, we have a Waffle House. No, for every 25,000 people, we have a Waffle House. Making us have, wants... I believe, more Waffle Houses per capita than any other state, including Florida and Georgia. 
that's actually not surprising to me that you would have more than florida because florida has so many people and waffle houses are not like georgia where let's just say had you been elected to vice president yes and you had a different running mate i believe that your promise of a waffle, waffle house, house on every on corner, corner could that have come true me. That came and with in me. Which that, case, didn't, that didn't end in, with Vermin. Yeah, I, I don't have faith that your running mate would have uh, signed off on that. She would have been powerless. Uh, she would have been powerless. The market would have decided because I would have made them decide. Uh, Harrison, our good buddy Harrison out in um, Arizona. Yes. I don't, I don't remember the name of the city. He said that... Uh, where did that go? Uh, after you missed our convention, you mean, mean man, you said you would come to Arizona on your own, yes. but you haven't yet, you terrible human being. Is that still going to happen? I think that you're paraphrasing, but I do want to come there. Uh, I have been in talk with uh, people with the Libertarian Party of Arizona and also uh, activists who are getting started with You Are the Power. Long story short, I'm going to be there sooner than later, but we have to do the logistics of getting me out there. Because it's, I mean, I can just go there, but to actually go there and have an impactful event that's going to bring lots of people in and, you know, do activism and outreach and stuff to make it worth everyone's time that they had me come out there. Uh, that is uh, that is what we are working on. So, uh we are hoping to get there sooner than later. And yes, I, I didn't go, um, I didn't go to Arizona, uh, because I was dying of COVID. Oh, was that January? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. I so speaking like a week and it was wonderful. Speaking of, You just want to. Do you mind just throw in our last sponsor before we get to this? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, because I don't want to tie him into this before. I don't want to do that to him. So instead, <laughs> we're just going to flat out cold open talk about. Nope. I've got these names wrong. Bull Johnson, Travis Bull Johnson, is running for Congress in Minnesota's 7th District, representing one of the largest geographically sized districts in the United States. He's, Bull Johnson says, grow cattle, not government. Or grow farms, not government. He's, he's a grow something, he's a farmer. He's grow something, not government. Actually, I think he has a few different versions. Anyway, uh, Travis Bull Johnson, uh, throw your support behind him. Uh, he will make an excellent libertarian member of Congress representing Minnesota's 7th district for crying in the mud there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh he would be such he, he would be such a good, good, good congressperson. From, oh, from God, the can you imagine there? there? Oh, oh, it, it would oh, just be good fantastic. Man. Salt of the earth there. Oh, yeah. Salt of the earth. Salt of the Salt earth. Man, of can the throw earth. back a few brewskis if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know. I I have an idea what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of politeness, Roe versus Wade. Matt. So last week, 
I just want to apologize to some, to, I don't know, roughly, probably more than half of you. Um, <laughs> last week, someone leaked the Supreme Court decision on Dobbs versus Jackson, and literally everybody got upset about it. Yep. The conservatives were upset that somebody leaked the document. And the liberals got upset about the supposed ruling. Yes. Uh, people have been so upset about it. They have been protesting outside the, the houses of SCOTUS members, including John Roberts, which makes no sense because we know that is a, it is a 5-4 decision. And we can guess that Sotomayor, Breyer, and Kagan went one way. And who do we think the fourth person was? You know what? I could see it being uh, Gorsuch. No, because that's going to be, it, it's about, it's going to be going it back to the states. I, and it's likely Roberts. I'd say like 70-30, it's, it's Roberts. I I could see, a, I, it's, put it this way, if they, and if it turned out it was Gorsuch, I wouldn't be all that surprised. But yeah, it's, it's probably Roberts. Yeah, it's Roberts. And both sides, both sides have been calling for violence. Everybody's waking up and choosing violence over the last week and a half. Um, but since everyone has lost their collective minds, so, like everyone has lost their collective minds so badly that when I was writing the notes for today's show yesterday, on victory day in russia i kept looking at the news to see if putin dropped a nuke because i would have rather talked about that travis bull johnson is running for uh, <laughs> congress <laughs> help him today we're gonna get more into that but first stitches and glitches and defy the power um so what we're gonna say is probably gonna upset people um the decision if this is the final decision or if the decision is anything like the one that was leaked ends row but it does not mean abortion is banned nationwide that's not what's going to happen no in fact for the majority of people they live in a state that already has a state rule in place that has no or very few restrictions on abortion like that's already yes. the case right um it means that the states will have the choice to regulate or not regulate regulate abortion how they see fit now roe when it was ruled upon represented the exercise of raw judicial power and that is not me saying that that is a quote from a supreme court justice when it happened um and struck down laws in 30 states even though there were numerous states with new abortion laws in their legislatures they just said nope don't care we're throwing those out this is now the this is the new norm this is what's going to happen right right with Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the Supreme Court essentially banned all laws prohibiting abortion before roughly 24 weeks. Again, 
didn't care what was in the States, didn't care any, about any of that. Just said, nope, this is what it is. You have no choices here. Toss it out. We don't care about what the people in your state want. Um, but one of the issues that there was with Casey is that it threw in the phrase of undue burden into the mix, but it never truly define the difference between a due burden and an undue burden. At the time, uh, undue burden that was used as an example was having to tell the father of the baby before having an abortion. Right, right. But because there was no limitations on undue burden, it became like a catch-all for literally everything under Anything the Anything was sun. an undue burden, yeah. Right. Now, Casey was supposed supposed to be the final word on abortion and everybody was supposed to just go on live happy lives and be like okay well this is how it is uh many people probably assume that okay you can have an abortion up to roughly 24 weeks uh and then after that no uh but that isn't what happened states both ends of the spectrum states were like okay we're going to try for six weeks we're going to try for 12 weeks we're going to try for 16 weeks we're going to try for 40 weeks i had to do that math in my head real quick uh we're gonna try for 40 weeks we're gonna try for 41 weeks um we're gonna just keep trying for different ends of this and that was because there was no define defining statute in any of these things and the reason there was no defining statute is because the supreme court cannot make laws they can only rule on them so they couldn't create a law and yep. no law was ever created federally to define these uh, issues. So the Supreme Court went, nope, that's what it is. And then states tried to make laws in order to kind of go along with what these two things were. And then other yep. people got mad about them and then took them to the Supreme Court. And yep. that's how we ended up where we are today. It actually the in a way the the roe versus wade led to states passing laws like texas's sb8 where they tried to create a new enforcement mechanism starting with abortion but eventually for everything else too where instead of relying on criminal justice system police and prosecutors and courts they'd rely on using snitches in the civil court system and then bringing the police in to enforce the the rewards given uh and the punishments given in the civil courts which if you follow any dictatorship ever, they rely heavily on snitches, weaponized snitches, and uh, that's what this would do. So this is the consequence of the uh, court system uh, creating a basically a diktat uh, for the entire uh, for the entire country. Um, I have a feeling that is what what's going to end up happening uh, is that. We're now going to have multiple test cases of, okay, ban abortions banned in this state. Does it actually stop the abortions or do they just go somewhere else or do they just get them illegally? What other things happen as a result of, of this abortion ban? What, what other creep in, in, in by government happens? I, I know people, many of you have heard my talks about why a war on abortion would lead to more abortions. Uh, and and the the uh, the slippery slope that creates, but we'll find out on, likely on a state by state basis um, if this if this 
ends up getting ruled on this way uh, and it gets punted back to the states to use their power to make that decision. And I think I think that you're probably, yes, I, I agree. I think that what you're going to see is you are going to see sort of a federalist system when it comes to abortion and the right. states are going to, every state's going to have their own thing. Um, and because of that, yes, you are going to see how it kind of works if you have stricter regulations versus no regulations. Um, yep. I don't know. We're kind of going to get into this in a little bit, so I don't want to go too far down this rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think that you're going to see it's going to be a test case on whether or not it's going to be safer versus not safer. Um, yep. Now, or even reduce the number of abortions. Like, is it going yeah, to right. make fewer abortions happen? And if so, do, does that end up becoming a net benefit to people? Like, it's a, it's, they will get to find out. And, uh, and that's, you know, that is, uh, at least in theory, the, the best way for, for governance. There's certainly exceptions to that where there, there have to be universal standards when it comes to certain things. Um, but we'll find out. That's, yeah, so, uh, it looks like whatever you think about this, we're going to be finding out what, what works gonna, or yeah, doesn't work. We're going to find out what works abortion. and what doesn't work. Yeah, because yeah. like with Mississippi, you're going to be potentially, I don't know this for certain, because like so much information is coming out yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so Mississippi might possibly, uh, I saw an article about it, don't know the true validity of it because I'm still waiting for the actual decision to come out. Yeah. But they yeah. may start charging people who have or perform abortions with murder, while Colorado and Illinois may let you have one up till nine months, and there are states that like might let you go a little bit past that. Yeah. Um, so the question that I have, and truly the business opportunity of the 2020s, is... <laughs> The hot new stock for the 2020. The hot news, yeah. The the, uh, the. Let's just say that. No. Um, <laughs> what were those tra travel agents going to bring on a whole new meeting? Um, like, would this bring on a brand new demographic of tourism, like people traveling to get abortions? You know, abhor tourism, aborism, a tourism, abort resorts, abort resorts, like, oh, like down in the Bahamas, you got like sandals. So this would be like scalpels, abort resorts, and conveniently located in Chicago's West Garfield Park at the corner of Kildare and West Jackson. Full service. We'll give you the drinks and everything after that. Hypothetically. All your food is free. Hypothetically. We aren't going to do that. We don't live in Chicago. All the food's free? How much is the abortion going to cost? I don't know. How much is sandals? Like thousands of dollars. Is it? I don't know. I same thing. so. Like, like I all but you could do vacation? Like yeah, you could do Groupon's. <laughs> remember groupons uh let's do i'm gonna how much does sandals cost while you talk about your thing do it up nice you you know at the corner of 
South Kildare and West Jackson and <laughs> West Garfield Park in Chicago. Because um, Lori Lightfoot has said, come here for your abortions. Well, you know, you can get them here. So, you know, make it a destination. Make it a trip. Make something out of it. Make it uh, something that people would want to pay to go see and do. Abortion Airbnbs. Chris Wren's on, on the same page. You're not saying how much did it. I went to the sandal site to ask how much is it. I think it would depend on which one you're going to because there are multiple sandals. I didn't think it was that expensive because Michael Scott got it in the office. So I assumed it was cheap. I guess so. Now, I saw somebody in the comments say this earlier, but right now the senate is preparing a vote preparing to vote on a bill that would codify abortion rights after the leak uh of the supreme court draft majority overturning roe versus wade and they want to get it passed before the final decision comes out however this is a dead on arrival vote it's not going to pass no because they do not not have the votes no, not even. They don't have the votes to get over the hurdle of the filibuster. Uh, the talks of, incre- of ending the filibuster have picked up steam, but Manchin and Cinema, Manchin, the acting president of the United States, and Cinema uh, have said that they will not vote to end the filibuster. So no, and, this is- and even uh, you know, usually when it comes uh, Collins and. Murkowski, I think. Murkowski. Uh, they're consistently, they're pro-choice Republicans, but they both said they didn't like the way this was written, or at least Collins did. So I, they don't have the support for this. So, they couldn't even get 50 right. votes, I don't think. So what, so the way that this is written is uh, Schumer has it written uh, where across the nation, it's uh, abortion up to nine months. Up to nine months. And that's how this is written, which is why Murkowski yep. and Collins won't sign on. Uh, they did say that they would sign on to a 24-week ban. But they, the Democrats, on the, the new Democrats, not your grandfather's Democrats, um, are not going to sign on to a 24-week ban. So yeah. this is never going to pass. That's not going to be something. Um, for the Republicans in the House and the Senate, though, This does not fare well for future elections. Like I'm not saying in 2022 or 2024, but later on down the road, this does not fare well uh, because there's, I have a friend who does another podcast. He's got a show of his own. Um, He's been on my show multiple times. I think he's been on Money Wires of Freedom years ago. Uh, He referred to it as Republicans caught the car. Yeah. For years on this show, we have said Republicans will never do anything to get rid of abortion and Democrats will never ban all guns because what else are you going to run on? Yep. Now the Republicans have caught the car. Like that there's nothing left for them to chase. Like they can't get their voters out there getting all excited about them chasing after something. Um, so they are going to have to find a brand new, um, hot button topic to get everybody in the nation riled up about the question is what 
And this is kind of bad timing for Republicans in general, because this, like you said, they caught the car and now they're going to say, well, you need to vote for us so we can keep fighting against overturning the thing that just got overturned. Meanwhile, the Democrats just got handed something that might save them in this next race. If they can get... I don't think uh, it does. I, I, but here's the... So it, I, I, I still think that Republicans are going to do better than Democrats because of uh, kitchen table issues, inflation, the economy, all of that. Especially if the bottom's about to fall out of the economy, this is not going to matter to the vast majority of voters. But uh, this is something that excites the democrat base gets them like freaking out to to vote democrat um and also uh also like if you look at the polling the like a a solid majority of uh, or vast majority of americans i think high in like mid to high 60 percentile range do not support a ban on abortion and even though this doesn't ban abortion both Democrats and Republicans are pretending that this bans abortion because the Republicans are saying that or at least letting that be said to uh, to help appeal to their base. And the Democrats are saying it so they can get everyone all, all worked up. So I could see where this could at least blunt the momentum of Republicans. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's I, so, uh, I, so if, if, if the economy is could... about to do what we think it's going to do, then it, this right. won't matter. I will say that even with this. Even with this, I don't see it uh, slowing down the Republicans in this election cycle. I don't. I don't see it. I really yeah. think that because of the other issues going on, with people getting hit so hard with inflation, uh, with gas prices, with um, just everything else going on with the economy, I don't think that it's going to be close. I still. I don't think this has moved the needle even a little bit. Um, and outside of like one YouGov poll, uh, which had the Democrats ahead already, which you know that wasn't true. Oh, that's um, not real. Right. So I, their poll I wasn't taking seriously. The Republicans have stayed basically exactly the same in all other polls. So I don't think that this actually changes it. And I think more people understand that, yes, this doesn't get rid of abortion. It's going to depend, depend on your states. What yeah. that means for roughly, I don't want to make any guesses here because I'll probably be wrong and uh, I'll sound like I'm insulting a large number of people. Nobody watching the show, but other people. Uh, a lot of people know like AOC and Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell and yeah. those people, but they can't name their state legislatures. Um, this will make people start paying attention to the, who's getting elected in their states more than who's yep. being elected federally. And that, I think, is a really good thing to happen. That will make people start paying attention to what's happening there so more things can start happening at home as opposed to, well, we need AOC in there to fight for whatever so that way we don't have to worry about it here. I think that this will put a lot more of the focus in the states and lead us to more of a federalist society uh and if that is how that turns out fucking great yeah if if 
I'm less optimistic than you than that will happen without some serious force happening on the local level. But this could be one of the things that helps push that that force happening at the local level. Right. Uh, if, if we have people, if more decisions are being made at the state level, people like you said are going to be more interested in who their state rep is, who their uh, state uh, senator is, uh, and, and then to, uh, to, I guess, a lesser extent, who their governor is, because ultimately that's who's making these decisions, especially in the legislature at the state level. Um, that coupled with people realizing that, you know, your local government, uh, can, your state government can nullify bad federal law. Your local government can nullify bad federal and state law. Um, so hopefully this is one of the many things that leads towards people understanding that they actually have much more power the more decentralized the decision making is being made at the government level. Um, right. We will see. I mean, I, I've been clear about I think that a uh, I, I consider myself pro-life. I think that abortion is gruesome. I think it's regrettable. Uh, I think it is it is not. Uh, the way that uh, uh, I've been called pro-choice before because I don't want the government involved. Uh, but I think the way that most pro-choice people talk about abortion uh, is as though this is just some like accidental uh, or not accidental, some like incidental auxiliary growth, uh, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, a tumor or something like that. And it's it's not it's uh, if left to gestate is what all of us started as. And it is uh, especially when it's later on. Uh, in the pregnancy, because I think there's a difference between a, a recently uh, fertilized egg uh, being uh, removed with the plan B pill and, you know, aborting a fetus at, you know, 25 or 30 weeks or something like that. I think these are two clearly different things or certainly much uh, more severe on the on the, the higher on the the uh, more gestated side. Um, when you get government involved in it, it's just like the war on drugs, the war on guns, the war on terror, the war on inflate, the war on uh, poverty. It's going to just make it worse. You're going to have government getting involved more and more and more and more and more and using it to uh, having yet another reason to infringe on your privacy, infringe on your rights. Uh, you know, uh, uh, can you imagine the, the arguments for more expanding no knock raids to save someone from a possible back alley abortion? I mean, it's just this is bad stuff. And it's going you're you're inevitably going to have a situation where due to the cost of compliance with all the laws to protect these fetuses, uh, an increasing number of women won't be able to afford the cost of complying to have a legal pregnancy. Uh, and so they end up having an abortion because it's more easy to it's easier to hide an illegal abortion than an illegal pregnancy. Harry Brown, who was our the libertarian uh, presidential candidate in 96 and 2000, he was asked, you know, what do you think about abortion? And he said, I'm strongly, strongly against abortion, which is why I do not want government to ban it. Uh, given their history on the war on drugs, he didn't have the war on terrorism at that time. This was in the 90s. But the war on drugs, the war on poverty uh, um, and so forth. Uh, he said, if you have um, if you have the government declare a war on abortion within five years, men will be having abortions, too. And that's that's the rule of thumb I'm using on this. So, yeah, and I like so I agree that yes, they're, I don't think, I also am pro-life, um, but I don't want the government involved. Yep. That being said, I think it's better to not want, I don't want the federal government involved more than I don't want the state governments involved. Because when the federal government's involved, that's when you start getting, um, 
that's when you start getting uh, 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 kickbacks to Planned Parenthood and other providers out of federal tax dollars that they shouldn't be getting. So instead, they would have to be going to the state level in order to try to get those to try to get those funds. Yep. Yep. If the people of the state yep. are like, yeah, give them the money. I don't really care because it's not my money um, unless it started happening in where I am in Florida. Uh, and then, you know, I'd be like, no, I don't think that they should get that. And then I would vote out people, but it would be a much more localized thing. And it wouldn't be the people of California, Illinois, New York, Washington, Oregon, making those decisions. Yeah. I mean, definitely, uh, uh both in theory and in practice, 90 plus percent of the time, uh, having it at a local level is going to lead to better uh, uh, decisions and, and, and more respect for people's autonomy and more ability for uh, more ability for people to actually have a say in what's happening instead of it being decided by lobby groups and, and you know, crony corporations um, just because it's closer to you. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, there are certainly exceptions to that. Uh, I remember when Ron DeSantis uh, at the state level ordered the local school boards not to uh, ban, uh, not to mandate mask wearing in schools. And people were saying, oh, well, you know, shouldn't that be decided locally? Well, that was an example where the decentralization to the individual being able to make the choice was being decided by the, by the, at the state level instead of the local level. So, I mean, there are exceptions to that. Uh, I, I am concerned about just specifically when it comes to abortion, how this is going to play out, um, because I do think that the states that restrict it uh, are going to uh, or, I, or criminalize it. Uh, it's not going to make I, things better I, there. But but I in general, that, the trend towards decisions being made more locally and at the state level is better. It's 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 in it, at least. Yes. You know, generally speaking, it's it's the better move. Yeah, and I think that like when you look at states like Mississippi and Louisiana and I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, Texas. Um, when you look at those states, yes, you're going to see a lot of overreach and a lot of right. terrible uh, authoritarian stuff happening on these states. But on the flip side, you're going to see a lot of abhorrent things happening in other states. And I think eventually either both sides will just go so far so far in the abhorrent ways on either side yeah. that yeah. we end up with another federal ruling which will be terrible or people will slowly people will slowly and this may take decades but people will slowly be like okay what if we put this cap on it and a lot of places will end up with a very similar right. set of rules right right so we will see what happens we will see what happens um and uh yeah fun times oh by the way speaking of having your say if you want to have your say in future personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor call in moments segments then you can go on over to anchor.fm slash muddy waters and leave us a message and while you're there you can nope you can also go to anchor.fm slash muddy waters slash subscribe and become a member a subscriber to uh, the Muddy Waters Media. And if you do that, then you get access to all sorts of really cool Muddied Waters Media exclusive content, including some really exciting stuff that we're going to be telling you very, very soon. 
can't tell you yet, but it's going to be very exciting. All sorts of cool stuff. It's only 10 bucks a month, so be sure to do that. But you don't even have to sign up to, you don't have to become a subscriber to leave a message or for us to play it, but we will like you more. Much more. It's true. So, uh, we are actually, uh, uh, so uh, some other breaking news. Uh, I am actually putting, uh, because of my travel schedule and because of my desire to make some changes to the format of my show, My Fellow Americans, I am actually going to have it on a temporary hiatus. I'm hoping to bring it back uh, later this summer and uh, all sorts of new exciting stuff, exciting guests and uh, exciting new format. Uh, so there is not going to be any uh, uh, My Fellow Americans for Wednesday for at least the next few weeks. Uh, but uh, Thursday, uh, we do have an episode of The Writer's Block. And who is your guest? We do have an episode of The Writer's Block on Thursday. And my guest is, hang on, I need to find that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Chris By. Chris Bai, who's oh, running yeah. for House of Representatives in a special election in Alaska. Um, so looking forward to having Chris on. We're going to be talking about his uh, campaign and all the stuff going on up there uh, with the 4 billion people running. Uh, so looking for, <laughs> there's a lot of people running. There's um, a lot of people. Santa Claus and Sarah Palin. Santa um, Claus and Sarah Palin are running. That's right. Uh, but so we will be talking at eight o'clock Eastern on Thursday. And then on Friday, I usually put this in the notes and I totally forgot to today. Uh, Friday on at two o'clock on Mr. America, the bearded truth. We have Nate Banks. Jason Lyon will be talking with Nate Banks on messaging and uniting with unlikely allies. Nate Banks uh, on uh, Mr. America, the Bearded Truth on Friday. And then join us right back here next Tuesday. Same muddy place, same muddy time for another fantastic episode of the Muddy Waters Freedom. Oh, also on Thursday, <clears throat> like early, early in the morning, like 9 a.m. in the morning, I'm going to be on the Patru Patrick Bet David podcast. Uh, alongside what I say you said early in the morning and according to the calendar 9 a.m. according to the oh this just everything just moved on me here okay yeah 9 a.m. So anyway, early it, in the morning it, it on Thursday, showed me uh, later. yeah, uh, uh, on Thursday uh, at 9 a.m., uh, the Patrick Bet, Patrick Bet David podcast, uh, I'm going to be there with Larry Sharp, uh, Dave Smith, and Jessica Vaughn talking about libertarianism, uh, it, coming off the heels of the exciting Joe Jorgensen interview uh, with Patrick Bet David. And, uh, and so, uh, we will be doing that and that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but watch, uh, Matt on writer's block at 8 PM for writer's block with, uh, Chris by then Friday at 2 PM for Mr. America, the bearded truth with Jason Lyon and Nate Banks. And then join us right back here next Tuesday, same muddy place, same muddy time for another amazing episode of the muddy waters of freedom. Now, Matt, if someone were to try to find us on the internet, is that even possible? And if so, how? 
it would be possible um wow. if you are one of those old school listeners who don't like looking into the boyish good looks of myself and spike uh with his schmecklemore schmecklemore cohen um if you don't like looking into the steely blues on youtube or on odyssey or on you know pretty much any other social media network but prefer instead to listen to the sweet sultry sounds of our dulcet toned voices All you have to do is head on over to anchor.fm. Yes, anchor.fm. Muddied waters. Muddied waters. Anchor.fm. Hi. While you're there, you can do things like leave us messages. Yes. For the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment. Yes. Spike and Matt is the next Florida boy band. Yes, we're not the next. We are the current Florida boy we band. We are the reigning and defending Florida boy band. Yes, we are. You can also subscribe and become a member of the muddied militia. Members. Muddy, <laughs> the muddied members. The muddied members. <laughs> that's that's what we're going with. The muddied members. Muddied members, and for less than two lattes a month, you will get exclusive content. <laughs> exclusive content discounts at the Muddied Waters Media Store, discounts at Stitches and Glitches. And only, and only, only two lattes a month. Americans will measure using anything but the metric system. <laughs> Come within two lattes of America and say that. <laughs> or you can find this in every other episode yeah. at muddied waters of muddiedwatersmedia.com. Uh, the scientific libertarian says that that voice is the most effective birth control on the market. That's not nice. That's also not true. It's not true or nice. Yeah, because I know what's going to happen as soon as I sign on. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> wow. I so <laughs> so the show's over now, and thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, and uh, we are happy. And where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>